Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, listeners. We are back again in another episode of The Relatable Voice. Today, the RV is heading to Columbus, Ohio, to speak with Heather Mathis. Heather is a retired professional model and is now working in the world of nutrition, fitness, and wellness. Her book, Paid to be Perfect, The Secret to Finding Your Perfect, is out now. So beautiful, Heather, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. I am super, super happy to have you here today. So you started modeling at the age of 18. Yes. Mm-hmm. Were you discovered? Yeah, well, I... I've always loved fashion, so I've always, you know, done local things. Um, But when I moved to Columbus, it was one of my summers when I was in college. Uh, After my freshman year, I moved to Columbus to live here for the summer and work as a server. And one of my friends at the time had an in with an agency. And I started working with that agency and they were sending me out on castings and one of the places that they sent me sent me was a place called SOS Productions. It's a production company here in Columbus, Ohio. And they sent me for a particular job that I didn't book. But while I was sitting in the waiting room, one of uh, the people that worked regularly at that production company, her name was Joanne Davis. She booked all the Schottenstein and Value City commercials in Columbus at that time. So she saw me in the waiting room and she got all my information and said, hey, you know, can I contact you, um, you know, for potential booking for Schottenstein or Value City? And I said, sure. So I didn't get the job that I went there to go on the audition for, but she ended up calling me and I went back and I started working for Schottenstein and Value City for years and years. And They, at that time in Columbus, there were only a handful of us models that worked regularly. Um, So I networked with with, uh, all my friends, the other models that I was working with, and they told me who to go contact, you know, this person would like your look, um, you know, so I worked through there and networked and ended up um, modeling full time by the time I graduated from college. So I really started at the beginning of college. And then just by the time I graduated, I had enough clients to make it uh, full time. So wow. it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned that you stopped the modeling at 38 years old to become a mom. And ticket model at 46 years old. You are 46 years old. You look so. Oh, I'm actually 51. (laughs) No way. I'm actually 51 now. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I been modeled until I was 49. So, so basically the pandemic kind of, you know, halted my fit modeling career, but I was still fit modeling at 49 and now I'm 51. So. Wow, congratulations, you look so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Wow, that's incredible, especially considering motherhood and the fact that your metabolism changes as you get older. Was it difficult for you to bounce back? Yeah, I would say the most difficult part of, you know, my 
consistency of, of my weight throughout the years was really just after pregnancy. Um, any mom knows that, you know, when you go through pregnancy, you're creating a human, your body just, it, it changes. You're going to go through body changes. And those were more significant for me than the changes I've gone through as I've aged, which I have gone through those changes as well. But there is no change greater than growing a human in your body. And then, you know, those, the, the changes after that. Um, and I think really the most difficult part of that was really the mindset of after you have a kid, after, you know, you've gone from it's all about me to now it's all about baby. So I think the biggest thing um, is the mindset that even though it is all about baby, it has to be about you too. So, cause you know, you're, you're sleep deprived. It's just, it's a whole new, no one can prepare anyone for motherhood and like what that entails, which is a beautiful thing, but it rocks your world, you know? So I think it's also just the mindset of, even though, you know, baby's so reliant on you. And then after that, more children, if you have more children, you still need to, to have self-care. So because I had all of these, um, you know, healthy habits that I had already established, it was I would say about a month or two into it, it was pretty easy for me to just kind of slip right back into that after I was getting sleep, you know, after the baby was starting to sleep and I was getting a little bit more sleep. Um, you know, it was pretty easy for me to transition back into my own healthy habits. So my biggest uh, piece of advice for really any woman is, you know, be, before you kind of get pregnant, before you decide to start a family, um, you know, already have a solid foundation of, you know, what you need to do for you that, that supports your own health, that makes you happy so that when things happen in your life, be it starting a family or something else, some hugely stressful event or whatever, that you can, even if you, you know, stop for a minute, you can kind of gather that back and uh, reestablish your healthy habits. So that was, that was, I guess, the hardest point. Um, after that, you know, I, I went back into my, you know, healthy habits that I've established over years and everything kind of just, you know, fell into place. So I was already at the weight that uh, I needed to be when I got a call out of the blue when I was 46, um, that they needed another model. The client that I worked with needed another model. So then I just went back and started working. And what made you transition to a world of nutrition, fitness, and wellness? It was definitely modeling um, because when I was younger, you know, I, I got my first contract fit modeling when I was 26. So it was definitely, you know, modeling and suddenly realizing that I needed to keep my, my measurements exactly the same. That kind of created the awareness of, oh, well, what am I eating and what is that doing to my body? Um, you know, so, so that definitely gave me the initial, you know, what do I need to do to maintain these measurements under contract? Um, but from there, it was really, um, you know, what makes me feel good? Like I started to realize that the foods that um, supported the, the, the way that I feel at, when I'm at my best were the same foods that kept my body weight the same, you know, and my measurements the same. So it, it, it started from modeling, but then it went from, okay, what makes me feel good? As a matter of fact, when I was, um, I don't know, before I became a mom, I would say like early to mid thirties, you know, I was doing workouts that um, didn't necessarily support, you know, the body shapes change over time. So I was doing workouts, you know, where my, my, my hips were changing a little bit and I didn't really care because I liked the way that my workout was feeling. So I started to, 
you know, just do what I was doing, eating and working out, um, regardless of what I looked like, you know? So it started out with modeling, but then it went really towards what makes me feel good and what supports uh, me at my best for sure. Yes. And with kids, we need to be physically active. And it's even cool because I have to, you know, I have a 12 year old son and I'm 51 and I, because I work out, I have the energy to run around with him. You know, he just did his first cross country season this fall. um, And I was running with him throughout his whole cross country season. Now at the beginning, he couldn't keep up with me, but at the end of the season, of course, he was like kicking my butt. Um, But you know, as a, as a mom in her fifties to be able to keep up with their, their son, you know, I'm, thankful for that. And that's why I, that's why I work out every day so that I can do those things, you know, so that I can move my body and be happy and, you know, feel good. Yes, totally. And it's so strange that body shape is something that's trendy. I'm interested to know your perspective on how models have changed over the years. Do you think diversity has improved since your days of modeling? For sure. It's definitely more um, racially diverse and more body shapes and sizes um, than, than when I started 100%. Um, you know, I started in the late 80s, early 90s. Kate Moss, you know, was the aspiration. She was very thin and, you know, heroin chic was like the, the buzzword at the time. Um, and then now, you know, you see the Kardashians with, you know, their... And I'm neither, you know, and and honestly, most of us are neither. Most of us are like somewhere in between that, you know, Um, the the two extremes that I've seen throughout the course of my career. And, and that's, that's okay. You know, we shouldn't need to feel like we need to be, you know, one way or the other, you know, so everybody, and, and, and the funny thing is, is, is even now with the Kardashians, you know, and this whole, you know, big giant curve shape, um, that's, that's going to change too, you know, by the time we're in our seventies, there's going to, you know, some other shape is going to be, who knows what shape is going to be. Yeah, I agree with you. What I feel is that technically anybody can be a model nowadays. I think it's when you have that inner, inner self-confidence, you know, you look beautiful at any size. And if you, if you feel good, if you have the energy to be able to move your body and get through your day with enough energy, you know, if you get your sleep every night, if you're drinking your water, you know, if you just feel good and you're not trying to aspire to be somebody else's size, you know, that's, that's, that's what's beautiful. And that's what looks beautiful. Um, and you can see somebody who, who feels good about themselves and it doesn't matter what size they are. And that's, you know, when you know that they're happy and content and you're like, what do they have? Like, what's going on with them? You know, um, yeah. how are they so beautiful? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, I love how you are focusing more on weight maintenance as opposed to promoting weight loss or weight gain. You mentioned that these wellness, nutrition, and fitness habits were developed over the course of your modeling career. Can you give us an example of some of these habits? Yeah, well, I'll do. So on my, in my book, I focus on uh, four things. I focus on nutrition, fitness, skincare, and wellness habits. And they're all important. Skincare is probably the least important. That's probably, that's like the superficial fun one. Um, but I'll give you a little taste of all the, uh, all those categories. So for, for nutrition, my most healthy habit is uh, clean eating, clean eating uh, whole foods on a consistent basis. In addition to that, I always have a treat. 
you know, at least one treat per week, something I don't want to take all the uh, non-clean foods that, that I enjoy, which is like a sugary baked treat. Those are kind of my fun things. Um, I, I make sure I eat one at least every week, even if I'm not hungry for it, just because I want to make sure um, I get a, a treat in, you know what I mean? Now, this time of year, I have no problem getting my treats in because there's a ton of social events and, you know, things happening. Um, but yeah, I always make sure I have a treat just so that I know I can have one because if I take something off the menu, it makes me want it even more. So healthy, clean eating, whole foods for the majority of my diet with a treat thrown in um, at least every week. And then for fitness, um, my main healthy habit with fitness is I do something every day. It, it can be, you know, a 30, for me, I generally prefer running. So I do like a 30 minute run or um, a yoga class or a Pilates class. But really, I recommend just doing something to move your body every single day. Um, it can be a 30 minute walk or whatever, just anything to move your body. Our bodies weren't meant to be stagnant. And it's just important to be able to, to get some physical activity in every single day, whatever that is that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be what I do, just whatever anybody enjoys. And then for wellness, um, I do transcendental meditation and I have since I was 30. So I do two 20 minute meditations every single day. And that was also one of the other funny things with motherhood is, um, you know, I remember I would be nursing and I would fall asleep while I was meditating, you know, but no matter what, I didn't work out, you know, when I first had my son, but no matter what, 20 minutes, twice a day, I somehow, even when my son was newborn, got those, those two meditations in every single day. And that, like I said, that's something that, that I had established, you know, eight years before I had him. So, and then for skincare, I would say I focus on a preventative uh, maintenance-based approach. So, you know, wash your face every night, sunscreen, um, and then I like things like topicals, um, like a hyaluronic, vitamin C serum, retinols, and things like um, LED light and a high-frequency wand, things that are less invasive. I'm very needle-averse. So things that hurt and like shots in my face, you know, I can, I can do it. I have tried Botox, but it's just not something I enjoy or like to do. So I haven't done it for years. Um, so I try to do everything in lieu of that to try to make sure that um, I don't have to get anything that hurts <laughs> or that's more invasive because I'm just, mm -hmm. it scares me. Yeah. So yeah, I feel the same. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. I don't like it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> looks good but it hurts and yeah anyway yeah <laughs> and your book is called paid to be perfect and i want to know why you chose this title yeah i think it's um it's funny because i'm paid to be perfect but there is no perfect human being you know we're we're all just works in progress so the secret to finding your perfect is about finding the perfect journey of your own life and what works to support you in feeling your best and also appreciating that, that the bumps and the, the things that happen that aren't, that don't feel so perfect in the moment have their purpose too. And learning to just try to, you know, embrace those moments um, as best you can and realize that there's a reason for it. You're going to get through it. Um, there's something else at the other side that's even better. So it's really just about finding your own path of what's most perfect for you in your own life. Mm -hmm. And this is a nonfiction. 
It is nonfiction. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's, it's a memoir, nonfiction book. I have some personal stories in there and everything that works for me that I've used throughout the years to maintain my own perfect um, and hopes that the reader finds, you know, some elements that they can use for their own perfect. Mm-hmm. And he said the holiday season always come with New Year's resolution. What is your advice to anyone who wants to make healthier choice but doesn't know where to start? Here's a thought that I that keeps running through my mind. You know how everyone tries to have a, a, a dry January and they try not to drink alcohol during January, which I think is great because it, it feels good. Um, I think, you know, if you can think in terms of having a If you do do that, or in addition to that, have a clean February where you maybe try to go through your whole entire February or a month, any month, really, it could be January, um, and focus on clean whole foods for an entire month, you know, make it 80% of your diet and then give yourself a a treat here and there, but but really try to focus on, on eating clean for an entire month and to find out what eating clean whole foods is, you know, what's, what is eating clean? Well, read my book and, you know, you can get a lot of information. I I give all of my mentors and gurus, they're all in my book. And I, I thank all of them really for all the knowledge that I have. And I also on my website have links to all the people that, that have helped me along the way. So, yeah, so I think, you know, giving yourself after the new year a month to really just try to, to, to get yourself clean, you know, eat clean for a month and just see how it feels and see how your workouts change. If you're already working out or if you haven't worked out, you know, see how that feels while eating clean, because a lot of people try to work out when they're not eating that, that well. And to, to try to work out when you don't fuel your body properly with nutrition, it's really hard because I know because I used to do uh, I used to do yoga. This is another quick side story, but um, you asked me earlier what helped uh, me get on my nutrition path. I started hot yoga years ago while I was modeling. I was already modeling. So um, modeling was kind of the initial, but then when I tried hot yoga in 102 degree heat, uh, you know, 103, and I couldn't get through the one hour class, I was like, wait a minute, I'm flexible. Why can I not do this class? So that was another catalyst for me figuring out how to fuel my body properly so that I could get through these hour long, you know, hot yoga classes. So if you're not fueling your body properly, you really, you know, nutrition, uh, your fitness is difficult without the proper nutrition. So I just clean, clean your diet and see what happens for you. See how your skin looks, see how your hair looks, see how you feel, see how you work out. Exactly. You can exercise as much as you want, but you can't outrun your diet. Also, I think our listeners are very curious to know about this clean food that you talk about in the book. And Hitter, are you currently working on anything that you would like to share? Yeah, I mean, in addition to um, promoting my book, on my website, I have um, perfect merchandise. So you can go to the website, which is paidtobeperfect.com. And I have t-shirts and hats and this cute little perfect bracelet. It's a little engraved um, bracelet that you can give to yourself uh, to remind yourself how perfect you are, no matter what, or to someone else in your life who, who you think is absolutely perfect. So I have that. And then I'm also working on a children's book that I wrote called You're Perfect. I want all the, the people that come along to just know that they are perfect 
regardless of what they do, regardless of what they look like. And this, this little children's book is kind of what I would tell, you know, any little kid uh, coming up um, just to, to try to realize their inner worth. So. Oh, that's great. I wanted to come back to tell us when you published this book. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would love that. A few months after I get this one published. <laughs> Lots to do yet. Yeah. So Hita, do you want to leave a message to our listeners? Also tell us how we can find you and of course your book. Yes. So the book is going to be released on uh, January 4th. Um, so that's just a couple of weeks away. And the easiest way to find me is to go to paidtobeperfect.com. You can contact me there. My social media is all on there. The, the links are on that website. And um, I mean, as far as a message to the readers, I think, you know, like I said, perfect is something that we all are inherently, you know, we can't not be perfect at our core. Everything that happens in life is, is the perfect path for us. I think, you know, looking outside of yourself for validation or um, to try to get self-confidence is, you know, the opposite of what you should be doing. You should really focus on yourself, what feels good and uh, take that out into the world with you. Oh, I just love it. These are very wise words, Hitter, and thank you for sharing with us these beautiful words. It was so good talking with you. So good to talk with you too. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And I love your energy. You're very solar. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yours as well. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.